0: Welcome to Alphabet Flight, Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is GSE Cooper, and with me today is Alex.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. So this is the end of our Evils Ladies Week. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about someone who... We talked about in an earlier episode, one that made me, who was, a, again, as I said, people who have like mind control and pheromone powers, generally not great. Uh, we talked about her slightly in the Mandrill episode, whose whole thing is he literally gets women addicted to him. And it's just generally very rapey. So, so we're talking about someone who is related to him. And her name is Necra. Necra.
1: This, again, is another one I've never, uh, never heard of. So I'm looking forward to my lesson, y'all. Nekra. Uh,
0: so what do you think Necra is?
1: Um, so she, she's saying she's a, related to a mind control. So I'm guessing she's a mutant. She's got to be a mutant, right? She's um, a part of the family. Maybe she's got, she's got someone evil related to her. So maybe she's, she wants to do the right thing. I'm guessing, I'm going off uh, (laughs) her, I'm guessing
0: here. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, what do you think her powers are?
1: Um, I'm guessing that she she can teleport, I'm guessing, I'm literally guessing.
0: Okay, okay, and what's her general look?
1: Let's make her blue, we'll make her blue, This, this seems very popular.
0: Okay, so, you did not guess, allergic to clothes and chalky white. Oh no.
1: <laughs> she's pretty bad. I like that.
0: I'm a She looks cool. Don't get me wrong. It's more It has a bayonetta vibe to what her costume is. Um but she's basically like a like chalky white with like it looks like shadows like covering up her nether bits. It's like
1: tribal it, tattoo, isn't it? It's like a tribal yeah, tattoo. It's, that's...
0: it's it's very like tribal tattoo looking and she has like kind of like it's kind of like kind of flows down. A little bit, like almost like a cape type thing.
1: Very strategically.
0: <laughs> it's very strategically placed, like most uh, my, like most costumes. Whenever an explosion happens or a shred happens, so her real name is Necra Saint Clair. Her occupation is cult priestess, and she used to go by Adrian Hatros. Um, She was born in uh, Los Alamos, uh, New Mexico, and a former common-law wife of Mandrill. So she basically lived with Mandrill long enough for it to be like, we are close enough to a wife. So she is a former priestess of Black Spectre, a former priestess of Cali, and current member of the Lethal Legion. And she first showed up in Shanna the She-Devil. Issue number five, Where Necro Walks, Death Must Follow, in August 1973. And this is after the issue where she first meets Mandrill.
1: So what did you say about- are you coming up to that, what her powers are?
0: I'm- I'm uh, coming up to that. Okay, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I, I wanna know! <laughs> we'll find out. She has a longer, uh, longer history. Let's say that. So her origin, though, was in Daredevil number one- 110. So, yeah, so that was issue number 110 of Daredevil, Birthright, in June 1974. So she got an origin like a year later. Basically. She was the daughter of Gemma St. Clair, a black cleaning woman in Los Angeles, in Los Los Alamos, uh, the atomic proving ground in New Mexico, so in the area where they thought it was okay to set off nukes. And just, just, just set off nukes and have People stand around.
1: <laughs> I'm sure nothing will go wrong.
0: Well, about a year uh, before Necro was born, her mother and Frederick Beechman, a Caucasian scientist, again, don't know why that matters. I said that before in the <laughs> in the Mandrel episode. They were exposed to a massive dose of radiation whenever faulty electri- electrical wiring caused an explosion, which uh, breached the. Facility's small nuclear pile. She gave both to a son named Jerome at the same and at about the same time, Necro was born. Jerome is mandrel. Oh, okay. Somehow the racial traits of the children were reversed. So instead of being like, you know, brown, she was born like chalky white.
1: It happens. And,
0: and a And a boy born of white children were, I mean, white Parents were brown, and that was that was mandrel. Okay, uh, she was she was despised by her parents and hated by other children for her freakish appearance. And when she was ten years old, she ran away and met her male counterpart, Jerome Beachman who was also treated poorly. And they were sensing kinship between each other, and they began wandering, wandering around, protecting each other, and shunning all other human companionship. For the next six years, they lived on the edge of civilization, surviving by stealth and cunning, and educating themselves by reading stolen books. But one, uh, but one night, an angry the angry New Mexican uh, townspeople, uh, believing the two children were monsters, attacked them with pitchforks and guns. And and Necro responded uh, to their fear and uh, hatred. And kind, and her rage grew within inside her. Her latent mutant powers surfaced, and uh, she and young uh, Beechman slew some of the attackers and drove off the rest. Okay. So you know she has a sympathetic beginning. Yeah, it's
1: it's very hard, really hard. You know, you you you. You're, you're different to everyone else. You get nothing but fingers pointed and laughed at, and then you get picketed by a town who try and lynch you. And then out of that anger, you find that you got powers. It's uh, quite traumatic, really.
0: So later, she grew in the years following. She grew fangs and became more vampiric in in appearance. And Beachman grew to grow uh, to resemble a mandrel. Beachman conceived the. Ambitious scheme of overthrowing three s- small West African governments console- and consolidating the nation under his rule. That's where he turns evil. <laughs> Seeking to arouse uh, the religious as well as political passions, he took the name Mandrill and made Necra the priestess of his cult of personality. But the plan was thwarted by uh, the jungle adventurer Shanna O'Hare, or Shanna the She Devil. And in the aftermath of their African fiasco, they regrouped and formed Black Spectre, an organization of black women uh, dis- d- uh, dedicated to overthrowing the United States government. In theory, I am pro that, 100%. The way he made a army of black women was he used his powers to basically enslave them and made them addicted to be And if they ever made him addicted to being around him, because if they ever left for a long time, they would get withdrawals. You
1: saying he's very rapey? That's very, very, that's like the top-scale rapey right there. Like, yes. not just one girl. We're going to get, like, dozens of these women, like, or a dozen of them.
0: And, and just
1: enslave them. Yeah. That- You're fighting against... What you like, are doing.
0: <laughs> again, again, I am pro a group of black women overthrowing the U.S. government. 100%. Go ahead. I'm pro it. <laughs> but. Don't but, do it
1: by enslaving people.
0: <laughs> don't. There's a better way to have a, a uprising against the government.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> Was it culminated in a brief takeover of the White House and thwarted by Daredevil with the help of Shanna the She-Devil and the Black Widow. Uh, while Mange will escape, Necro taken in by S.H.I.E.L.D. Over the several months, uh, while confined in a S.H.I.E.L.D. holding facility, she was drugged so she would not be able to use her powers. But uh, during her incarceration, she saw a television broadcast held by the uh, hate monger and responded to the subliminal frequencies that stimulated the hatred in the viewing audience. This overwhelmed the effects of the drugs and she escaped vowing vengeance on Mandrill, who had bandit her. Now, well, so the Hatemonger, um, I think the first one was a clone of Adolf Hitler. His main thing is to stir up hatred and, like, and like uh, intolerance in people. And the event they're talking about, I can almost guarantee you, it's the Fantastic Four story where the Hatemonger stir up a bunch of, like, racial hate. And they made the argument Again, I think well-meaning that uh, white supremacy was just as bad as black people wanting to not be harassed by black uh, white people. Hmm. So, just as you can imagine, written by a white dude.
1: Oh, God. Did the fact that Marvel had the balls to print something like that is just crazy.
0: Yeah, because for a moment there, they're just like, yes, racism is very bad, but when black people are saying things about white people? That's just as bad as the white people.
1: God!
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> so you maybe understand some of the things i was talking about. That was a thing. Also, I think they made something about like uh, Jewish people being just as bad as Jewish people hating anti-Semites. In that context,
1: the fact that they've got a group of black women trying to overthrow the government as well is—it's it's very propagandary, isn't it? It's kind of like. This is what could happen, folks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, the thing is, though. Like again, I'm so pro a group of black women taking over the U.S. government. It would almost automatically be a better government, but
1: done out of it's done to show you. It's kind of like this is what could happen in today's America. You know, it's kind of it
0: it definitely like the like, and I think the context of like Black Specter wasn't wasn't because like, hey, wouldn't it be nice if a different group of people, like, instead of these very plainly white supremacist people, were running the country. Which I would be pro that. No, it was. We need to be subversive. So we need to take a bunch of minorities and enslave them, and then, then have them overthrow. She soon uh, came upon a den of fanatics, in an abandoned subway, ty- uh, subway in New York City, sensing an opportunity and offered to sacrifice herself as their death goddess Kali. Knowing that their that her power would make it impossible to kill them, when she miraculously survived the sacrifice, she told the cultists that she was their goddess incarnate, and demand that the current uh, demanded that the current priests of the cult, Shea, uh, Shea and Usha, submit themselves to sacrifice as she had done. But they failed to just they, they failed to survive because, guess what? They could be killed by them. <laughs> and then she later uh, established a base of operations on the West Coast by murdering Adrian Hatros, a reclusive widow of the founder of the Clinic for Emotional Research, and took her, her, took her place. She was able to use the uh, clinic's resources to learn why her power is dependent on violent emotion. And why softer emotions made her vulnerable. Her connection to the uh, clinic was discovered by Jessica Drew, the original Spider-Woman, and I think the current Spider-Woman. And at the time, uh, Jessica Drew was a powerless person who was a private eye, much like how Wonder Woman, about the same time, was powerless and a private eye. (laughs) Uh, let's. Well, I, I'm going to be fair. That was just what women, women superheroes with no powers did in the '80s. They were private eyes. They were
1: private eyes, or they're somehow ad- attached to the army, or something. You know,
0: she was uh, weakened by uh, Spider Woman's pheromone emissions, and she was uh, sustained like injuries because her powers are based off of emotions. Um, she was then again taken into Shield custody and then, but it kept in a medical research hospital until she was well enough to move to prison. But she recovered more quickly than the doctors anticipated, and then she uh, escaped the hospital and before she could be moved. And she then abandoned the cult of Cali and made contact with the Voodoo Master, known as Black Talon, list him a Black Talon episode, because I have an episode on him. He's dressed like a chicken. Uh then she found uh Black I'm sorry, not Black Talon. Then she found Grim Reaper. And he his patron for his passion for hatred matched her own, and they became lovers, despite their very different backgrounds. And she also joined his Lethal League and assisted Black Talon in Capturing the Grim Reaper's enemy, the Vision, and in creating a zombie that resembled the Grim Reaper's brother, Simon uh, S- Williams, A.K.A. Wonder Wonder Man. Do you know anything about Wonder Man? No, no.
1: I was I heard this and I thought, oh, sounds like Wonder Woman.
0: <laughs> no, well, Wonder Man is decidedly not like Wonder Woman in multiple ways. He's basically like an in- energy energy user. So, like, you kind of punch him and stuff, he gains energy, and he can kind of put out energy.
1: A bit like um, Black Panther's kinetic suit in the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot like that, but it's his body. Yeah, that's cool. And he's one of, like, a million different characters that does this. Like, it's a very common Marvel superpower. And then, like, he used, she used the body to um, take revenge on Vision, basically. And also, um, Wonder Man's uh, mental power a mental map mental map like his personality was used in the creation of vision
1: oh okay so kind of calm uh, sensitive you know sensible yeah okay I get
0: it Yeah. so um the vision and Ultron and Hank Pym family tree is real weird I'll get into that at some other point but let's just say Wonder Man like Never mind, I'm not going to get it. It's really weird. There's not enough time in the world. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll talk about it when I talk about Hank Pym, most likely. So she is 5'11", has black hair black eyes, and weighs 145 pounds. Um, she is an albino, but it's inaccurate description. She describes herself as an albino, but it's inaccurate, because she has uh, chalky white skin. With no pigment, but she has the pigment in her eyes and hair, which albinos don't. She also has like, uh, she also has like fangs, which makes her look like a vampire.
1: Which means she's badass. Yeah.
0: yeah. She is, um, the more she's, her power is veritable, but the more violent her emotions are, the stronger she becomes. So at her peak rate, she can lift 10 tons. Her known superpower is she she can augment her strength, and endurance, and resist the pain and injury energy by harnessing her violent emotions.
1: Okay, so you shoot her, he gets her angry, and so she forgets the pain.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, and this kind of just kind of just kind of happens through her emotions. So, and she can I also kind of absorb emotions. It's like a as mini well.
1: version of the Hulk because that's how the Hulk works. You know, he gets more and more angry, the stronger and stronger he gets. Yeah, similar to her. Yeah.
0: yeah. So her, uh, so she can at her peak, she can withstand small caliber bullets, the heat and concussive force of a th- hundred pounds of TNT at the distance of five feet. And uh, temperatures within negative thirty degrees and a thousand degrees Fahrenheit without harm. I don't know how that translates over to the uh, metric. Doesn't doesn't the UK have like a weird like combination of imperial and metric? Uh,
1: we work with um, uh, pounds, um, kilograms, and tons. Yeah, that's what we would. Y- like.
0: Yeah, so it's a weird combination, because we got our weird math system from you guys, so Yeah, we've <laughs> got it's
1: some it's it's a pain because you get some people are working kilograms, some people work in pounds, some people work in tons, and you're like, I'll just get a, a converter on my phone, shall I? Just <laughs> Just pick one and stick with it, people.
0: Well hundred pounds a hundred pounds of TNT is a lot, as you can probably understand. I think it'd be a little under, like, 200 kilograms, I think, if I'm, do- if I'm doing the round. No, no, actually, no. It's two pounds. It'd be, like, 50-something kilograms.
1: This Let me get this right, okay? So when she's really annoyed and when she's angry, she's, like, almost impenetrable with small caliber rounds. So if you've got someone like Kilgrave or just a sweet-talking guy, hey, baby, how's it going? I love your skin. Ah. You've got beautiful hair and gets up close and just, bam, to the back of the head, she's done.
0: Well, as as we said mentioned before, uh, because Spider Woman, uh, well Jessica Drew has uh, pheromone powers, and she was able to weaken her by making her by like calming her down, basically. Which I suggest not telling her to calm down because it's just a bad thing to say to anyone who's angry.
1: (laughs) I work in that field. Trust me, calm down never works. Never.
0: (laughs) No, no. In fact, I think it would make her stronger, and then she would it be harder to to destroy her. But. Um, but like, yeah, so if she was, so she can be talked down and everything, but, um, but because of that, she has limitations to her powers, because it's based to her emotional state. And there is a limit to how long you can be angry. Like, at, like, peak angry. Because, like, it's physically exhaustive. Well, 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 and she can only be in a frenzy for about an hour, which I feel is about most people's. Limit
1: that sounds like a, a lot of time to be in a frenzy, to be honest. I mean,
0: yeah, it, it, it definitely is. But, um, but another thing though is she can have those emotions inhibited by mood stabilizers, like I'm on. <laughs> so, like, by the way, people, if you have anxiety issues or depression, maybe see a therapist or a psychiatrist maybe get you know because mood stabilizers help it a lot help a lot well i
1: i always offer like um anybody that needs to talk because I, I work in kind of in that field my listeners and things that are going through problems i always give them the advice to ring the appropriate numbers or just drop a line to me or to, to whoever yourself as well you know we're there to help our listeners so do something about it don't do nothing
0: yeah so if you if you feel like you are chronically angry or depressed or anxious all the time, see a therapist like you know there there is there are cheap options available um there are free clinics around sometimes the weight is a little high for those, but there are free clinics, and you know maybe you do need to be on something that helps you manage your emotions better because like i i'm a person who has a very bad anxiety disorder and depression but because of the medicine i'm on i'm able to not want to jump off a bridge most pretty much ever like i just don't want to so which is pretty important great advice and
1: keep busy as well do something that distracts you
0: yeah like i mean like you know do things that you know put you in a good mood like for me, podcasting, but, but yeah, but she would probably do good with just uh, like a therapy, just general therapy.
1: Or that could be bad for her, you know, because if she's not able to, if she was on therapy, if she had tablets and she was on antidepressants, and she couldn't quite hit that peak, could she? But at the same time, she won't be able to do much damage either. So it depends on which kind well,
0: of. I, I well, I'm good. I'm going to say it's probably good that she can't, you know, be like a like a weak version of the Hulk, occasionally.
1: She could be a bit like Popeye, but instead of walking around with a can of spinach, she can have a, um, syringes of uh, adrenaline. <laughs> Just be like, oh, yeah. you're in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so she is an exceptional ax- athlete and also a, a really good at unarmed combat um, she is a well-trained fighter, and she can hold her own against people like Wonder Woman, Spider... I mean, not Wonder Woman, Spider, uh, Spider Woman and Daredevil. She also learned voodoo rituals from Black Talon, including the art of making zombies.
1: Never good. Never good. I keep telling these people, don't make zombies.
0: Yeah. So, we are done.
1: Oh, fantastic. That was really good. Thank you.
0: So, what do you think about Necra? Well,
1: from the image you showed me, um first of all, I apologise for getting that completely wrong. I bet you get loads of hysterical answers from people that don't know these people. But when you've showed me the picture, I did imagine, you know that uh, that hot chicken um from Dust Till Dawn? When they get to a yeah. bar and she's like got the snake wrapped around her and stuff. that's the kind of it, the, the kind of vibe I got off her. So as soon as you said she uh she grew fangs and she became very vampiric, that kind of made sense to me. I like that, you know? That's kind of a different approach to things than comic books normally go down, you know?
0: Also, I thought she had shadow powers at first. So, like, in some way. Because I think I got her mixed up with another character. Off the top of my head. Her clothes make even less sense now. Because if, like, if she had like shadow powers, they'd be like, well, you know, I could just, you know, make my shadows
1: into my clothes. That tribal sort of the wispy kind of, she's almost got a side cape by the looks of it. Like, it'd be great if that could kind of stretch out and metamorphosize into kind of shadows and, you know, make, make use of it. Almost like a spawn cape from Spawn, you know, but yeah. uh, it seems kind of useless at the moment. So when she flies, she just straight up flies... Uh, like an oh, not metamorphosize into anything She's just straight up
0: no no she didn't she doesn't fly i think the only person who could fly was necra not necra i mean uh Neymarita. but no but yeah, she so she just has a motion based strength basically and durability yeah i i like that I, and I, I like the way that
1: to weaken someone so strong all you need is a bit of love
0: <laughs> well no i i think it's i think it's a good i think it's a uh I think if it's handled well, it could be a very good story with the lesson of getting help can make you a better person
1: yeah because like for example I've used the Hulk because he's one of the most prominent figures in Marvel but you know when the Hulk's going psycho and smashing down buildings and things that's when he becomes a problem but when he when he learns how to manage it even though he does become the green monster he becomes an asset to the team and if this, if this lady can manage her emotions and use them when they're helpful and not when she's just going off the rails because she's had a bad day then yeah that's when she becomes a better person so there is a deep lie in kind of psychological Cool um, metaphor there, which is great, and it could be very powerful.
0: And also, and also, I mean, I know this is the the theme for most people who are cast as villains, but she did grow up being mocked and uh, mocked and basically treated as a monster. Um, I'm not going to say I was ever treated like a monster, but I had a very poor childhood as well, and I didn't learn how to use. I did learn how to deal with those emotions that I'm still dealing with today, until way later.
1: You don't get a group of people together and try and overthrow the government. That's so.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So so like like I feel like it's just a. I feel like if you do the if you do a story with her right, you could have a really good lesson in there that kind of mirrors actual people.
1: Yeah, it's one of the most. Like I know we've talked about some great characters, but on that kind of um, theory alone i think this is probably my favorite character of, that we've spoken about because there is a lesson there and it's something that deep lying deep down people that are like angry depressed and sad just sit down and read comic books you know and and get that kind of real hard lesson in life where people just mock you and dig you all the time uh, there's an underlying story there that could possibly help you you know
0: if you want to listen to my Hulk episode, I talk about how the Hulk was a very was very helpful to me when I was younger. Yeah,
1: that's that, I get like, that. I totally get that.
0: Yeah. It was very helpful. So yeah, listen to my Hulk episode. I talked to an actual psychiatrist on that one, so <laughs>
1: Yeah. thank you very much for having me on the show as well you know um i definitely welcome you on thor skin anytime i de- almost uh, if ever you want to do superhero bar fight please come and uh you know drop me a line you'd be very very welcome
0: oh well i'll be glad i'll be glad to come on any moment uh, time. so um so um let's do your plugs
1: yeah so um my name's alex whiteley i've got a podcast called Thor Skin Podcast, that's T-H-O-R-S-K-I-N, Thor Skin, not the other thing, <laughs> and thought we we split our show up into three different shows that run through the week, so we've got the original, the, the main Thor Skin podcast, and we run down the week of TVs, movies, gaming, and um, we've got a, an R-rated look at the week, we kind of poke fun at things, have a, have a bit of fun, it's good fun, Um, and split off from that, which was part of our Thor Skin show, but it was so popular we thought we'd turn it into too many episodes a week, and that's superhero bar fight. What we do is we take random characters, we give them a number, run them through a number generator, and we put them against each other. We discuss who would win out of those heroes, um, and usually ends up in some sort of funny argument on on our show. And at the moment, we're running video games versus comic books, which is fantastic. And the third show that I do attached to Thorskin is the Weekly Bazaar, where I, from the UK, talk to my good friend Garrett, who's in Arizona in the US, and we take the week's trending news that is the most bizarre of the week. We don't talk about politics and sports and the kind of stuff you're likely to see in the headlines. We talk about the funny, bizarre, you know, strange stories that are in the news, so... Yeah, that's us, Thor Skin Podcast. And you can catch us on Podbean, YouTube. um, We're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, everywhere. So, you know, thanks. I appreciate that.
0: Okay, so uh, my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called um, Creepy Critters, where I talk about... Where I talk about... um, Crap, why am I so bad at remembering my other podcast right now? I just recorded it last night. Okay, my... uh, Sorry. My name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids um, in in some detail. I think the last episode that'll come out, when this comes out, I don't know, will either be about harmless cryptids that are cute, or it will be about a merman knight and a sea unicorn. Man, I don't know. Um, Maybe it's something different. I don't know. I have a backlog right now, so... Shut up, me. Okay. Um, I also have a Instagram called at Alpha. Uh, sorry, at uh, Marvelous Mooch, where you can see pictures of my handsome cat, uh, Dexstar, and um, you know maybe look at, uh, look at a picture of him looking like a shrewd businessman in his new collar. I got him with a business tie. And, yeah, so um, I, uh, if you'd like to look at the pictures of the people we are talking about you can uh, go to the hodgepod group on Facebook or you can go to um, alphabet at alphabet flight on Twitter and those were those are also where you can uh, get a hold of me or my social media manager Gordon um, besides that this has been alphabet flight and may madcap show you how truly meaningless this life is. Bye!